0: For us, you know, we are a public company and we have to be able to justify the cost of our projects. There has to be a business case. But in our situation, it really hasn't been a big hurdle because all of, all of the projects, for the most part, have had a really good business case. And on top of that, it's the right thing to do.
1: Welcome to Scent Sliced Bread. I'm your host, Charlotte Atchley. Editor of Baking and Snack. Today, I'd like to share with you a conversation with Flowers Foods. As one of the largest baking companies in the U.S., Flowers Foods has been a leader in the sustainability space, with recognition from the Energy Star Program and the American Bakers Association for its efforts to reduce its carbon footprint. Our guest today is Margaret Ann Marsh, Vice President of Environment and Sustainability for Flowers Foods. She argues that sustainability programs and good business sense are often one in the same. Welcome to Scent Slice Bread, Margaret Ann. Thank you for having me. So to start off, can you just tell me about the history of Flowers Foods' commitment to sustainability? I'd like to know how it got started and how long the company has been working towards this. Well, Charlotte, the
0: company has been around for 100 years, but and it's always been an important aspect of our operations. But really over the past five to 10 years, we've really made a lot of progress and it's becoming much more of a part of our business. So, you know, I think it's really a win-win for us. It, not only are we able to reduce the amount of resources and that we're using and, and doing good for the environment, but we're also finding these additional benefits such as cost savings reducing the cost of our operations and and also you know finding ways to improve our processes so it's been really really exciting to see how it's really grown
1: over the past five years so when you're looking at building a more sustainable bakery operations what are some of the challenges and the opportunities flowers Foods has seen and how has flowers overcome those challenges I think
0: one thing that you know, traditionally we see it, other companies see as a challenge is, oh, we got to make this huge investment in technologies. But what we found is really that there are a lot of low-hanging fruits, lots of things that we can do in our operations that don't require a huge investment. For example, compressed air is a easy way to save energy. And in our, in our plants, several years ago, they began to do these compressed air leak incentives. So compressed air is one of the most inefficient uses of electricity in our bakeries. And so if you found, if there was a leak on a line and someone found it, then they would put a tag on it with their name on it. And then the engineer that would come behind them and fix the air leak, they would put their name on it and then they would put it in a drawing. So Oh, cool. The drawing was for, you know, Mm -hmm. small gift cards and whatnot, but it was a way to kind of get excited and, and and raise awareness about the air leaks on the lines and and this waste of energy that is an easy fix that doesn't require, you know, a huge investment on our part, but it is something that can be done that can really make a difference. And, you know, I think for us too, you know, stuff like that, that's small we have 46 bakeries, you know, so yeah, it might seem minimal at some of these locations, but then when you start to spread it out over 46 different bakeries, it makes a big impact. So I think for us, that's, that's really been important to find those small things like that that could then increase over all the locations.
1: Where else can bakers start looking on their production lines to find some of that low hanging fruit?
0: So I think um, another easy fix is looking at the equipment, you know, turning the equipment off, <laughs> you know, is, <laughs> is there a place that you can add a sensor where, you know, when there's not bread coming down the line, that it automatically cuts it off. So nobody has to go and remember, oh, I need to go turn that conveyor off between the runs or, or whatnot, you know, and, and it saves that, that small amount of energy, but then again, time's over the year, and then also, you know, over that many bakeries, it it really adds up. So, I think that's another big one. Um, lighting has been we've we've upgraded lighting at over thirty of our bakeries, and it's an instant savings. And not only are you saving on electric costs, but you're also improving the lighting levels, which is very important in a food facility. And then you're also reducing the amount of heat in our bakery. So, you know, it gets very hot in the summer. So any way that we can reduce that, that heat just it makes it a much more comfortable place to work.
1: All of these projects, whether they are the low-hanging fruit with low investment or require a capital investment, serve to help Flowers Foods meet its 2025 sustainability goals regarding climate, water, and waste. By 2025, the company aims to have reduced greenhouse gas emissions and water usage by 20% per metric ton of product and achieve zero waste to landfill. As of 2018, Flowers had achieved a 13% reduction in greenhouse gas emissions, a 6% reduction in water use, and a 91% company-wide diversion of landfill waste. So the company is well on its way to achieving those goals. So, you've gone through the low hanging fruit. What are the next steps when trying to cut back on energy and create a more sustainable operation? So, um,
0: with us, what we've looked at is our capital project. So, you know, when we're upgrading lines or adding new equipment, we look at the design of that equipment or line and see where we can integrate sustainability or energy efficiency in that. In that upgrade. So instead of having this separate sustainability project where the whole goal was to save energy, we're looking at this equipment that we're installing for the long term that might, you know, 20 plus years. And, you know, what is the most efficient design that we can create? You know, some of the things that we've done is. We've added heat recovery to our design. So we have the waste heat that's coming off of our stacks and we're reusing it in our proof boxes to heat hot water and, and heat the facility in the winter. So I think looking at how all of that works together is really, looking at it holistically is really important.
1: I know Flowers Foods is a big participant in the Energy Star program. And I'm just curious how. That program has guided or helped flowers in the last five years.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's been a great tool for recognition of our team. I think that's been the most important benefit for us is is having that recognition at both internally and at a national level. And then also, you know, it's, it's a great way to share ideas between the different partners, Our competitors are in there, you know. It's a way for us to just get new ideas and and things like that. And the best part is is that it's free. Oh yeah. (laughs) So it's really it's to me it's a no
1: brainer. So flowers, like you said, has what is it more than forty bakeries around the country? How does the age of a facility kind of change flowers' approach to retrofitting it for more sustainable production? With
0: us, I haven't seen a huge variation in the energy use based on the age of the plant. We've had some bakeries that we have taken and completely upgraded, um, such as the bakery in Tuscaloosa, most recently the Lynchburg facility, where we have um, invested, but as part of that process of of looking at the design of the, the bakery, we've added energy efficiency features. So... For, for example, Tuscaloosa, the baking, our baking company there, it's over 60 years old. And whenever we converted it to organic facility, we took, we upgraded the lighting. We looked at how to reuse waste heat through our oven. We looked, um, we used electric blowers for compressed in place of compressed air to save energy. And then we also installed a more efficient refrigeration system. So that was all part of that upgrade. And that facility now is um, scores almost a perfect score in the Energy Star um, certification program every for the past three years. So I think looking at it from that again from that holistic perspective has been has been really important. But I don't see a huge difference as long as there we continue to invest in our bakeries and, and in finding ways to improve, I don't see a huge difference in the, in the age of the facility.
1: The Environmental Protection Agency's ENERGY STAR program recognizes U.S. industries for achievements in reducing their energy usage. To achieve ENERGY STAR certification, baking plants must demonstrate that they perform in the top 25% of similar bakeries across the U.S. in energy efficiency. Flowers Foods has been participating in this program for years. In 2020, 15 of its U.S. baking plants achieved ENERGY STAR certification. This is up from the 13 facilities that achieved certification in 2019, further demonstrating the company's commitment to sustainability. When it comes to developing the overarching Flowers Food Sustainability Program, what have you found to be the most challenging issues? The things about sustainability is that
0: it really crosses a lot of different areas and departments, so it's not just a plant operations sort of thing. It it also it it goes into procurement, IT, sales, marketing. It it touches all of those those areas, and so really, it's figuring out how to integrate sustainability yeah. throughout those different areas, so that it ha- we have a company wide approach is has been. Somewhat challenging, but also we've it's been successful as well. You know we've worked really well with different departments and have had a lot of success in partnering on programs. So I think that's that can be challenging for sure.
1: What do you think has kind of contributed to Flower's success? Um, as you said, crossing all those departments and getting different departments on board. I think
0: explaining the big picture and how. It affects them and how it it can help. For example, we're working with IT right now on a recycling program, and it's going to help them in terms of having an outlet. It also helps us because it's recycling. So, you know, just finding ways to partner in a way to make an impact in both of our departments is important.
1: I know that there's the obvious benefit to sustainability programs that you're benefiting the environment you're contributing to making the world a better place. But are there other benefits to pursuing more sustainable production that bakeries should consider?
0: Yes. So, I mean, we know that there are the cost savings there for these projects. So if you're reducing the amount of energy you're using, not only are you reducing resources, emissions, you're also saving on those electricity costs. So there's definitely a cost savings there, but there's also, you know, that example I gave you about the LED lighting. So you are improving the lighting levels and you have these and reducing the heat. So you have these additional benefits. Another thing, compressed air. So if we're looking for, looking at an upgrade of a compressed air system, we try to find ways to, to make make it easier to operate, easier on, on the bakery and less demanding. So I think there's the, there's, yes, the cost savings is huge, but also looking at the process and ways to improve it as part of that upgrade.
1: Thanks for listening to Sense Slice Bread. We wanted to take a short break and tell you about our February issue, which is available now. In this issue, you can read all about the results of our latest capital spending survey and learn about the rebranding of the bakery companies to Crown Bakeries. There's also a deep dive into the world of prebiotics and postbiotics and best practices for keeping your employees safe during the pandemic. You'll find all of this and more at bakingbusiness.com. But first, let's get back to the conversation. So I know with sustainability, we talked about low-hanging fruit and then the big capital projects. And there's this idea of return on investment um, with sustainability. And I'm just curious if we could talk a little bit about what do you consider uh, short-term return on investment with sustainability? And then also, how do you identify those projects that are worth the long-term
0: for us, the short term, we, we consider that three years or less, and we're still finding projects that are, that meet that, you know, that are less than that. You know, there's, there's a lot of um, good incentive programs and things like that, that we take advantage of. But for longer um, returns on investment, you know, we try to look at what projects we already have planned in the future, you know, the upgrades or the replacements of capital replacements. So, and then we find ways to incorporate the energy savings into that. So, you know, it helps. Yes, it, has, it might have that longer payback if it was individual. But the fact that you're already upgrading that equipment, it, it makes sense within that project.
1: So how does Flowers Foods balance sustainable choices with profit and production efficiencies to make sure both those needs are being met? For us, you know, we are a public company.
0: And we have to be able to justify the cost of our projects. There has to be a business case. But in our situation, it really hasn't been a big hurdle because all of, all of the projects, for the most part, have had a really good business case. And on top of that, it's the right thing to do.
1: And it hasn't been a big struggle. So how important is sustainability when Flowers is looking at future capital investment?
0: It's very important. Uh, we work closely with the design engineering team and looking at the design of the equipment and the line and see, you know, there's so many different things that you can do to improve the efficiency of the facility through equipment upgrades. So, for example, you know, if you put on an equipment that's using compressed air, instead of using compressed air, you could put in a, an electric blower that has a lot of energy savings because of that switch. So finding those things that can make a big impact in the long run
1: with the, as part of the capital process is important. How has Flowers Foods definition of sustainability changed over the years? And how are you revising your goals as we see more advances in technology or that definition changes?
0: You know, I think over Flower's history that it's been the right thing to do. It's been a good thing to do. But now it's something that our customers are, require. Our investors want to hear about it. They want to know what we're doing. So where I think we were always doing it. Now we're sharing a lot more of that information, a lot more of the details and, in our reporting and getting that message out there, what we are doing. And so I think that that piece has changed a lot. We continue to set aggressive goals for emissions and water reduction and, and waste aversion. And you know, I think that was something, you know, we were always working towards, but we didn't have this public commitment, which we do now, and and having that information out there is important to show again the customers, investors, what we stand for and what we
1: are doing and our commitment to those targets. As we wrap up our conversation, Margaret Ann, I was just curious if you had any kind of advice, best practices or resources that you could share with our audience that have helped Flowers. Well, a lot of our best ideas
0: have come from our own team members. Often, you know, the, the team members are bring the best um most innovative ideas, and sometimes they even implemented at their location. And it's those ideas that we, we really try to highlight internally and share those best practices across all of our bakeries so that they could, could also um, implement some of these ideas. So I think idea sharing internally has been really, really important for us. Also, uh, the Department of Energy has a Better Plants program, which we're a partner of. They provide technical assistance, so they provide um, ideas. They look at different technologies that are up and coming. They provide tools, so say if you wanted to borrow a piece of equipment that um, measures air leaks, they, they will let you borrow um, that equipment for free. So things like that, they they are really,
1: um, it really helps support our program as well. That's great to hear. Thank you so much, Margaret Ann, for your time today and for sharing all about Flowers Food Sustainability Programs. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Scent Sliced Bread. If you'd like to join the conversation, leave us a voicemail at 816-968-7772. Or you can record a message using the voice memo app on your smartphone and email it to podcast at sosland.com. Don't forget to subscribe to Scent Sliced Bread on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen and drop us a review. Scent Sliced Bread is a baking and snack podcast produced by Anna Weiber and Taryn Parker and hosted by Charlotte Atchley.